0: I think we're gonna go ahead and get started here uh, people still uh, at the robot house table and that's cool
1: I have to I have to go over there soon and
0: yeah check it out get, get one this guy's killed it uh, well yeah again my name's Harold I host the Tunes Tunes podcast uh, just super excited to be able to watch some of my favorite anime movies uh, uh, one of my favorite apparent apparently uh, comedies. <laughs> Uh, endless waltz. <laughs> I didn't realize it, it's funny when things don't hold up. Like you're like this is not exactly this is not super awesome like it was when I was twelve. Like what? <laughs> they do say you never watch heroes. Yeah, hero Yui. No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, super excited to you know have the opportunity to be able to uh, you know screen some anime movies every month. Um, you know we've had a awesome opportunity to watch some of like the most iconic films and we're going to continue to try to program like some of the most uh, you know some fan favorites maybe some ones you haven't heard of definitely ones you have heard of and so uh, yeah I'm really excited to have uh, animation station podcast here joining me with this discussion Uh, real quick why don't you guys introduce yourselves and then we'll get started Uh, my name is Josh and I'm the host
1: of the animation station podcast hey unlocked how's it going
0: Yeah, so we talked about it before a little bit. Um, I just really like this like collaborative environment that we're in, like in Oklahoma City, just because, you know, I was able to reach out to you, Josh. Pretty, uh, you know, not long after I'd been. I, mean, I haven't even been doing my show for a year now, but um, I'm aware of like a lot of the shows that are, you know, kind of cover the same topics or are maybe in the same realm as mine. And so it's really cool, you know, just be able to reach out to, you know, to you and like other people and everyone being so ready to, like, collaborate on things. I think that's, you know, a testament to animation, like, really, like, and especially anime bringing people together, you know. Definitely. I mean, yeah, when you
1: first started reaching out, I was like, I didn't know that there was anything else here. I mean, I knew the Elijah Bailey show, um, and they're local, but I hadn't really heard of anything else too much. And then when you reached out, I was like, oh, snap, there's another one. Um, sorry, I snapped when I snapped. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I was like, "Oh, there's another podcast that wants to do you know kind of the same stuff we do." Um, and you were talking about uh, upstairs before we started. Um, you did Akira, and that's kicked off our anime series last year.
0: Yeah, that was a trip. I was like, "Wow!" Like yeah. get going back and listening to some of your episodes. I talked about like the Samurai Jack episodes. Uh, some of the ones I went back and listened to, and I was just like, "Whoa!" Even with like the animation, like that's not super like you know groundbreaking or anything that concept but it was just funny like that kind of spill over it was like interesting to have that uh you know we were both like in the same vein which was really cool yeah
1: and i think our show has helped us a lot with the voice actors like we had joshua seth on there who was in akira or akira or however you want to pronounce it
0: yeah Um, akira if you're from oklahoma
1: yeah and so like yeah so we've had uh Phil Lamarr on Phil Amar was great. We've had Bryce Papenbrook, David Vincent, all kinds of these really cool people that have been in all of these dubs of all these famous anime, um, and it's been really, really cool to do that.
0: Yeah, it's neat and definitely you know this is one of my favorite. I mean, this is definitely one of my favorite shows just because you know I talk about being like the self-professed like tsunami fan. Like everything on that block was was you know, next level for me, like when I started getting into it and I got into it in, like basically all the shows that were on that block instantly. And so, uh, you know, along with that Gundam Wing was one of the first ones and I was just like instantly gravitated towards it. Cause it's like, Oh man, these are like, cause the, the pilots are really young. So it's like, Oh, you like, Oh, I, I could do this. Like, this is really like you can relate. And there's so many different personalities. You feel like you can really relate on, you know, at least a At least one of the people in the series like there's such diverse backgrounds and story arcs uh you know going into the movie especially in the tv series um for you for you two do you think there was any one character that you gravitated towards just like um as far as like their temperament or like their background or what do you think what makes one character stand out among others to you
1: well to me like whenever i got home you would hear that little bumper that they would put on Toonami. They're like it's a mobile suit, it's a Gundam. Like it's that they a would Gundam. put that they would put up the bumper. And so whenever I heard that, I was like, "Sweet, I'm going to watch some cool robots fight." Because um, I was younger, I didn't know that there were people inside robots. Um, so I knew that was going to happen. And uh, honestly, for me, it was Duo. Like I love Duo just because he had the coolest Gundam too. And is the American of the crew? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I could have long hair and be a priest one day. Um, <laughs>
0: If I play my cards right, the it can it happen. Death. Yeah, that's a really compelling story. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, my sister had the hair of duo Maxwell.
2: Her handle on online. She'll name it. this is duo Maxwell girl. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't change it until she got married. She had to explain to her
0: husband. who was this duo guy?
2: guy?
1: Dude needs to put like on a shirt once. That's Did stoic. he wear a shirt in the whole entire series? I
0: don't think he ever a wore a tank shirt. tank top joint?
1: That's not a shirt. Never me
0: the lack shirts. Well, it was funny because, uh, you know, listening and going back and doing a little bit of research about the shows is actually uh, marketed towards young women first in Japan. And so, uh, yeah, it kind of spilled over here, I guess. <laughs> but.
2: Especially in like my group, that's kind of odd how much I love Science Fiction. And as a female who loves Science Fiction, especially when I was younger, it wasn't cool then to like Science Fiction and be of the female variety. <laughs> but I really didn't care because I loved
1: all the characters. Yeah, I had my personal favorite hero, but I loved all of them, maybe except Fei. Wufe. Yeah, Wufei's kind of a dick. Wufei killed yeah. Trace. One of the best characters on that show, and he killed him, and it was garbage, and <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it actually, haunts him throughout the series, too. I was, like, reminding myself of different story arcs in London, and I was, I came across this video with the four sexist moments of buffet, I Oh I'm not even going to it made my blood pressure go up. <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
2: teenager in useless. so I
0: really enjoyed that these were stories being told that people made a difference even though they were not yeah definitely I uh, always gravitated towards Troa um but and then it, it's just funny watching it back now and seeing like oh this guy got killed yeah I'll be that guy like <laughs> the whole story of how he becomes like gets his identity I'm like eh, I don't remember it being like that but uh, I was always a huge fan of heavy arms too um so that was always my favorite suit, um, you know. I think you you really notice like it stands out. The political tone throughout the series uh, really seems to be what drives the entire storyline. Um, do you think like these po- like these uh, overt political ideas help flesh out the stories, like the stories and story arcs of the characters, um, or do you feel like it's at times it can feel forced at all? Like I I, th- I think like that underlying tone. Of like that struggle you know it's like the classic story like the struggle between good and evil um I think it's there and the way that they you know introduce that narrative is through the form of like that political tone what do you guys think
2: I think it's timely uh, especially with our generation watching it um I mean yeah Yeah, the tr- not rely on hatred to resolve conflict, thus probably bringing on more conflict. Um, it's an interesting tone of pretty much any kind of series, not just way that politics always is one part of the plot, not the whole plot, but one part of the plot. And in knowing maybe it helps young kids understand that the world isn't black and white there's a lot of gray that exists just like it's Wu struggle in the film what do I do And he wants it to be black and white and the whole world is gray and it's coming to the realization that the world is gray and there really is no black and white there's no one answer
0: for a problem that becomes yeah I think Fei is like the, the example that I latch on to Because, you know, he never really seems to change, like, his perspective, but everything around him keeps changing. So he keeps trying to, you know, stay on the, with his values, no matter what side that ends up putting him on. So I think, yeah, I think I agree with that. Like, I really latch onto that example, too. That really stood out to me watching the movie this time, too. What do you think, Josh? Um, Yeah, I mean, we,
1: it it is um, overt, it's throughout the whole entire series, and it's, uh, politics is a cornerstone of every Gundam series. I mean like if we just go to the newest incarnation, we go Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, it's all about like Mars um, wanting to be free. So we have this whole entire struggle here um, and then we have the same thing here with the Earth colonies, uh, same thing in Gundam 00. So it's it's all pretty much the exact same thing and that's one of the that is a constant in Gundam except maybe like Build Fighters. Um, and I don't know what the heck G Gundam's thing was. <laughs> it was SD just like Gundam. a big fun tournament. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's a constant for the series and I like it, Like it, it makes a lot of sense. It's something that you can relate to because um, I mean it's not something like Evangelion where there's a little bit of uh, politics involved but then it's just a whole psychological mind game. Um, or something like, uh, like Full Metal Panic, even um, where we have a little bit of politics, but it's more of character study. Um, but in this, like in, in Gundam, that is, it's all politics, and
0: I, I thoroughly enjoy that. Yeah, I think it, they make it compelling enough to where it's not, like you said, it's not like it's just. Ram it into your head like the entire every waking second you're aware of it. The entire series, and I think they integrate it well with like the character and the story arcs. Yeah. And so I agree with that. Um, I wanted to ask if, if there was any one character's progression throughout the series um, or the movie that impresses you, or sticks out to you among others, uh, someone that you latched onto that you saw like from one point to another. Uh, for example, mine was Zach. Yeah, it's got to be Zex. And so yeah, yeah, so you you can go ahead. I don't want to. step on your I mean, he's on the only answer. one with any sort of
1: <laughs> real character progression. Um, I would agree with that. Because I mean, heroes just like the same
0: throughout the entire thing. The yeah, uh, yeah. Of I mean, more or less. But I think I think you see a lot of progression of characters like Relina. I think she. I mean, she stopped wearing dresses. Yeah. So <laughs> she got her little pants. <laughs> she. Pant- she she, she got a little she pantsuit did. game up yeah. one time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do think Zex is you know, he's a, such a conflicted character and I always loved him from the show all the way up to the movie. just you know he, he, it's like the duality in him. you know he has he really encompasses two identities within himself. and that internal struggle, I think was one of the most like compelling points in the entire series.
2: Zest was always like my second favorite because he actually, I feel like he actually had development and change and evolution as the series went on. I mean, in the film, not so much because he's already had all that development from the series, but he was one for me that always
0: had the most change out of all of the characters. Yeah, I always gravitated towards Troa because of that. Awesome quadruple backflip that he kept doing in the entire movie, <laughs> and then the Gundam did it, and I was like, okay.
1: <laughs>
2: that's
0: even. I mean, that's yeah. Degree of difficulty is high there, so. It's just impressive. You of being able to do that stuff. Um, you know, in the in the series, we didn't really. In the movie, we don't really see um, character like a character like Lady Un, but you have Lieutenant Noin, uh, a Darling, Peacecraft, whatever you want to call her. Um, there's really no shortage of like strong female leads in the series. I don't know why that really sticks out to me, but um, do you think that adds any kind of like dynamic feel or like uh, progression to the story in any way? What's your take on like such prominent roles like these strong female characters in a show like this? Like to,
1: for me, honestly, I think Lucrezia was probably the best of the female characters. Um, Lady Yoon is great. Um, I never felt any sort of connection with Relena. Um, yeah, other than she wanted people to go to her birthday party that one time, um, and Rio said, "I'll kill you." Exactly. That was like the Jesus. really. That's the only time that I was like, "Okay, yeah, that kind of sucks." <laughs> um, but yeah, she, like probably lucrezia that was probably my favorite character too um <laughs> lucrezia she was she was great um but she there there is like that flaw where she's so obsessed with zex um that it kind of like diminishes
0: her character a little bit she yeah she's like yeah. it's like her i, I agree 100 it's like her one character flaw is like yeah she's just always like and it's not even, like, in an endearing way, or like, that you, it just shows, like, in the narrative that she cares about him. It's just, like, complete, like, head over heels. And it's, like, come on. Like, like I forgot, we get it. You like I him. forgot in
1: this movie we had, she had the watery eyes. Yeah. When she's, like, the oh, shimmering. I was, like, okay, that's nice. We know. <laughs> we got it. We get it.
2: Love that she has for sex. because oftentimes it shows if they were romantically inclined towards one of the male
0: leads, they didn't do anything else. They were there for like the romantic interest. Yeah, there's like no depth to them. Yeah, there's no like layers to their character. At least with
2: Gretchen, she still continued to fight, and they would have their romantic playing together. But still, they would, she would still like be she. Whereas
0: Merlina just looks at her screen and goes, hero. Hero. That was more more acting than Merlina usually does. She's just like, hero, no, don't go. (laughs) She runs to a cliff and yells his name for some reason in the series. I think what actually makes
2: this show really different from a lot of the other shows um, that were kind of out at the same time is that you had all these interesting Um, and unless it was a show like Sailor Moon that was aimed at girls,
1: you didn't see that many mm-hmm. women on the screen. And I to beg to differ, cool. Tinchi Muyo. Oh, take your pick. No, take your <laughs> pick <laughs> there. <laughs> but they were there on screen.
2: For Tenshi, Rioko blew stuff up occasionally, and Washu, but outside that, but. Because uh, if you look at a lot of other shows, maybe with, like, you had Indian which kind of crossed boundaries for girls and for boys. But Guns and I know for me, most of all, my friends who liked Guns and we all dudes. They all loved it. And I'm over here, and I love it. And I at least had some female characters to look at, too. And they, they weren't just the girlfriend, the second. Or the person who happens to say this thing to the male character that persuades him to actually yeah. do something. Uh, they actually were doing their own jobs alongside of the men. Were they necessarily the best written characters? I mean, look at Dorsey and look at Ronina. <laughs> she always touches the eyebrow. And uh, they're not the best written characters all the time, but at least they.
0: Yeah, well, I think in the narrative they do a really great, especially in the in the series, um, I mean, they, they overtly show that Noin was very respected in their academy. Yeah. Her and Zex graduated top of the class, yeah. and Zex even goes so, so far as to say like she was always making him look good, so that she like dialed back her greatness so that he could be, he actually, he actually graduated top of the class. But, you know, she dialed back her greatness so that he could shine because that's how much she cared for him. So it's really compelling and, like, shows, like, the char- like her character and really develops it in that way. And, you know, there's scenes whenever they're um, – uh, some of the recruits – because she she's actually, like, in charge of, like, the academy. So some of the recruits, you know, are getting ready to move out. And um, they're, like – you know, she says, load up your Gundams. And they're, like – one of the recruits is, like uh, – uh, it shouldn't transport do that, and she like literally runs up and like slaps him in the face. Like you need to, you know, show some respect. And she's very well respected and, like among her peers. And I think they do a great way of showing that in the series. Oh yeah. Um, well, yeah, that was all the questions I had prepared, but I didn't know if you guys had anything that stuck out to you in this viewing, or maybe something we didn't touch on that really stuck out to you that you wanted to discuss.
1: I forgot how funny it was. I know. That's there. What
0: <laughs> we joked about, yeah. <laughs> I've been lost since the day I was born. like, come on, come on, dude. Sex comes, he's
1: like, can I have a cool name? Something that goes with wind.
0: Your name's already Sex Marquise. It's amazing. And he had that little football helmet on half the time, but.
2: That
1: that one navigation guy who was like having a really
0: hard time getting that line out. Oh yeah. (laughs) That was that was (laughs) great. The guy that sounded like uh it was like Wacko or well, it sounded like, like an Animaniacs character voiced him. I was like, This dude's sputtering like crazy, goddamn. Well, I like the one guy too He's like I shot down
1: five Mobile Suites yeah. A year ago <laughs> But but like, honestly That's pretty good Yeah That's pretty good For that guy He's not a Gundam pilot
0: Yeah Everybody else is like Deadass <laughs> We should listen to this dude Yeah He shot down five When our Gundam
2: boys
0: Are like If we take out 50 Yeah 50 each Like come on bro They're out here Dropping okay. trowel yeah.
2: Well
1: that guy probably had one of those weird spider ones that like has like one gun on it. Yeah.
0: Nah, he was the he was the guy that like peaked in high school and was like still wearing his Letterman jacket. Yeah, back what in the, the day. I took, in down, jacket in there? <laughs> I took down five Gundams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to cru- I used to crush it. Good back- old G H. <laughs> Crushed it back in high school.
1: She she was the best character like one of the or best characters in that
2: film. Oh, was she? Yeah, she
1: was probably one of the best actresses.
2: <laughs> I mean, the voice actress did a really great job, but I just remember it took me back to so when I watched it for the first
0: time on TMI, thinking, "Willian should have slapped her way." earlier. I know. They let her get away with a lot of stuff too. Do it. the
2: world that
1: They they let Relena get away with a lot of stuff. She was able to like. Strong arm that guy, hit a button, be like, guys, I'm gonna talk for at least five seconds before someone shuts me up. It's it's a one room full of guys, and they're just like, she did strong arm that
0: dude. Though I was like, Jesus, yeah, that's just it's funny. You know, you pick it, pick, you can pick things like that apart all day, but it's just funny, like audibly in that theater, like how many people like (laughs) so dramatic, and how many people laugh, and you're like, dang it. Yeah, it's not the most natural, but they
2: But hey, it's still a whole
0: lot But they're shiny stuff. robots. They're shiny robots, guys. you know what's actually disappointing now that
2: you're an adult and you actually understand how space works and how you, you can't know. just do a flip <laughs>
1: in space and fire <laughs> the boosters and, and seems legit.
0: Have fun. It's Man. It doesn't matter. Uh, well, yeah, at that point, I uh, just want to see if anybody in the audience had any questions. All right, I have a question. Um,
1: obviously, one of the biggest draws to Gundams is the mechs, and they make jillions of models of these things. That's what drew me into Gundam. Uh, just wondering if you guys have ever built any, and if you have what you've built and you've liked, and if you haven't, what you would build. I can't find a death site that's not, like, $100, so no.
2: <laughs> I go to conventions, and sometimes I'll just stand outside that booth where they have the models, and I go, I want to buy all of them and <laughs> build all of them, but I don't have that kind of money, unfortunately. So I haven't gotten to build any, but I dream of
0: building wing. Oh, uh, the
2: that. The Maybe
0: special edition. Favorite. The Endless Waltz
2: one? Yes, Endless one. That's my favorite,
1: Well, we were at uh Akon last two weeks ago yeah. and they had a whole booth that was just like for the new models. And I looked at those and I was like, I can't. I wanted to, I wanted to so bad.
2: You look at it for like well, you look at them,
1: you see, you see that box, and you're like, that looks super cool. And then they have the completed one right next to it, and you're like, it looks really cool. And then
0: you see that right there, that little price tag, and you're like, oh, it's not that cool. <laughs> uh, for me, I've I, I was always been a, I've always been a big fan of heavy arms. Um, and seeing it again on the big screen, the Tall Geese Mark II, that mug is fly. I love that. Well, I, I love the original Tall Geese with, like, the mohawk. I do love that one, but seeing that, that Mark II tall geese on the big screen, like, yeah, I would not on that one. <laughs> Christmas yeah, anybody, yeah. is coming, Harold. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anybody else have any questions?
3: Uh, well, uh, I have to confess, this was my uh, first Gundam film, anime. Uh, I'm sort of catching up. I don't know what I was doing in the late '90s, but I was doing other stuff, probably watching a lot of action movies and all of that. But uh, I was here a few weeks ago for uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop, and I couldn't help notice uh, similarity in the characters, uh, the way they're drawn. Some, you know, ba- you know, some of the the faces, especially. Uh, one of the characters in this film, Rashid, who's on the ship, is very much like... like Jet. <laughs> he looks like Jet, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what's up with that? These are kind of contemporary films, right? Or uh, anime, right? Yeah, uh, it's just, man, that style. It's both it's
1: 1998. Um, was was Wing, was that Sunrise? It was, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, because it's the exact same studio then. Yeah. Because Gundam Wing is Sunrise.
3: Oh, yeah. Dang
1: it, Cowboy Bebop is Sunrise.
3: Crossing. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and stuff. that's yeah, that's insane that that stood out to you though because I think Jacob was that you that said that, uh, uh, Jacob noticed that in the middle of the movie he's like is this it's that jet. guy looks like Jet yeah. and I was like man he does yeah Just with a full head, of
3: hair.
0: Yeah. The full head of hair. <laughs> yeah it was Jet before I, he I got I rid of the flat top D-Bot it's the pre Jet the prequel is jet? that is okay it might be. He bumped his head, and so putting lost his memory. Now, yeah, wow. and then Spike found him.
3: Right. <laughs> exactly.
0: That is true. No, yeah, it is fine. I think you see like a lot of those uh, influences across shows, especially people that have worked on shows. You know, they'll kind of bring their style in, and maybe like you know. You see it in Mondo a whole lot. Yeah, because the artist of U Show and the artist of St. Moon were married, so oftentimes. Be like a random tuxedo mask in a crowd. Oh, that's kind of a fun then, little uh, Easter egg. egg. Yeah, Sometimes so, yeah, kind of you a are a machine.
3: Spirit sword.
0: just do It <laughs> just do some fan service here. Let me yeah. just Let me just bring my guy into it's this. All No, it is funny that you mentioned that, though, because Jacob literally noticed the same thing, and I was like, oh, man, you're right. But, yeah, I think, you know, kind of see, like, that universal influence, and people are so influenced by other styles, too, like, in in the same medium that, you know, you're bound to see some crossover and some some elements taken to, like, you know, in between shows.
3: Yeah, one of the other things I've noticed about uh, several of the anime I've seen so far is how the the public, you know, the, the you know, the, like the, the the extras, the cast, you know, like the the background people, are just so calm with living in societies where there's <laughs> overwhelming violence and overwhelming, you know, these these machines around them that can destroy the whole world at any time, and and uh, I don't know, it's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, uh, even that crowd of people watching what was happening. Uh, you know, up in the uh, basically in the you know, circling the, the earth there. Town
0: square or whatever. Yeah, the down. They're s- watching. The down, yeah,
3: it. Watching the big screen there. It was just like like it wasn't real or something. I mean, they were. I mean.
2: Well,
0: don't we watch our government come to be Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, yeah. Right. Let's drop the mic. You can go yeah. ahead and drop yeah. your mic now. We can just go. Just yeah. yeah. For it. She got it. Uh, but there's so much stuff
2: going of us running around screaming we probably could get a change done yeah I know it's a lot of effort to draw extras actually like
3: emoting a lot too I mean, yeah
2: <laughs> a lot and probably a lot more money than the studio wants to pay for and paying for like
0: voice actors giving like actual voices yeah so ded- dedicating that time yeah. yeah but I know
2: the fighting going on, I was just thinking, that's kind of like how we react to a lot of the stuff that we hear in the news, like oh, some country's launching nukes, okay, and I continue eating my breakfast, because if I let myself panic it, I'm not going to be productive,
0: I'm not going to be able to function. Yeah, I think a lot of it's like your perceptions, your reality, so like those guys are all used to these things in their universe, you know what I mean? You talk about like people... Being, you know, just ready to accept whatever it is. We saw that in Akira too, you know, it's like this crazy thing's going on, and people are just like,
3: meh. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that's just how it happens. Plus, it was Christmas Eve. So, I mean,
1: there's a lot of people that have a lot of shopping to get done. So <laughs> it's like, oh, there's yeah, Gundams
0: whatever. again? Let's, Gundams. I was gotta get a Switch. Switch. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, Yeah. The uh, did did you guys notice there was like a remixed like Jingle Bells? Yes. Okay. I d- I never know. I was like, is that Jingle Bells? I think I told Jacob. I was like, we should play that every year. <laughs> well, this is I forgot that this was a Christmas
1: movie, so this is going to go up with all the Christmas movies. So like little people like with Jurassic, Die World Hard, and, die hard and, and yeah,
0: yeah. That's too good. Uh, I think we probably have time for one more question. Yeah. Okay, Jacob.
3: If you had a Gundam what would you name it?
0: Oh. jeez. I'm not prepared for this level of question. What well, if we had a, gu- a Gundam, what would we name it? I've had a neck name forever. What is it? Feral three. Feral three?
2: Ben's
0: played his fair share of armor. That's sick, man. <laughs> Farrell's mark one and two just couldn't get it done and we the they they were garbage. <laughs> Finally nailed it on three. Man, I don't that is a sick question. I don't know. Like blue steel or something? Story time. Story time. You've written one self insertion someplace somewhere. Yeah, not
1: a not that type of self insertion Man, thing. I'm
0: stumped on this, but that's a really good question. This is a good question. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to like follow up on social media later okay, or something.
2: To out Let's tweet it later. You guys have
1: to Yeah. Well, what a Let's tweet it later. Do you guys
0: do you guys have any... Uh, Brett, you got that's one? stupid... <laughs> Adam? Dude, that's a good question, Jacob.
3: I'd be J-Train.
0: Please. J-Train. Cool. The red hellion. Oh, that's pretty good.
3: Heckian. Yeah.
0: Heckian. That, that could,
2: is kind of what
0: I it. Don't curse on my Minecraft be, you server. You could be the ginger
1: snap. let <laughs> Just let's go it. around like snap.
0: That's pretty sick. i call probably call mine like brown pride or something like that. <laughs> Brown supremacist. That's well, what it would be. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, kitten two. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know. That's a that was a good question. That that is good. J train. You, like you can stay. you can stay. That needed a week. <laughs> that needed a week to come out with something.
0: Good. Uh, he'll have like a Tourette's moment in the middle. He'll just jolt up. I'll just be like, hey. He'll be on the, no the toilet. Oh. Uh, well, thanks again for you know guys coming out and. Uh, uh, nerd out about Endless Waltz with me. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really quick, why don't you guys uh, tell everyone where they can follow your podcast or follow you guys on social media.
2: I'm always found on Twitter or Instagram
1: at a You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Cain. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast, on Twitter at Animate Podcast, on Tumblr... Animation Station Podcast, because why not? Nice. Yeah, we'll post on Tumblr. we got like five people on Tumblr, so it's all good. <laughs> um, and all of our episodes are on our website, animationstationpodcast.com, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, anywhere that you can download a podcast. Nice.
0: And as always, you can follow my podcast. That's Tunes, Tunes podcast. T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcasts as well. So thanks again, y'all.